up, guys? It's Alex Ray, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Benny Bloss, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show, best one out there. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Yo, the Moto X Pod Show is back. Tonight's episode 247, brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherries USA. For decades, the Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. Products that fit perfect, look great, and last. Cherubies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides and sliders, or even some skid plates. A Cherubies USA has what you need, so visit them. Support our title sponsor. Racetech's on board. They're the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves. and settings are 100% guaranteed. And made in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. So visit Racetech.com. Use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Fly Racing's on board as usual. Fly Racing's the only choice if you want the best. Just ask Kurt Ryder, Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Damon Bradshaw, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, and Dean Wilson. Check out your local dealership and ask for Fly Racing as well as the endless list of products offered by WPS. X-Brand Goggles. Top choice of goggles for many of the privateers like Ken, Kyle Chisholm, Ben LeMay, Ryan Brees, as well as Craig DeLong from uh, GNCC, which I'll be at this weekend. Why are you laughing over there, TJ? You're just laughing at just, someone. Oh, you're watching. Just you, chat stuff. Yeah, Something you wouldn't understand. To the show, I guess. <laughs> Craig DeLong from GNCC with multiple lines to choose from, such as the EKSS, the GOX Flat Out, and the all-new Lucid with Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System. You are sure to find a goggle for your you at a price you won't be able to beat. Go to your local dealership. Ask for X-Brand goggles distributed by WPS. Also, Works Connection with products like the Industry Standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Customized Master Cylinder Covers, and much more. It's hard to imagine you not going to WorksConnection.com, so you too can have what the pros use. You guys want to visit WorksConnection.com and use the promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save. I'm positive they have something that you need. Torque One Racing, our jerky for your snacks. Moto Xpot 21 to save at erjerky.com. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Helmet Painting, Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, Grill Your Ass Off. Once again, this is episode 247 of the Moto Xpot Show tonight with Joey Crown, Garrett Marchbanks, and Christian Ducharme. He is Jet Lawrence's mechanic. In studio, I got Scotty over there on the equipment. Running a few minutes late, caused all the issues you may late. or may not have heard. I was not late. Uh, oh, no, actually, you said you would be here before 6. And I got here at like 6. Oh, one. six so I was in the late. driveway at 6. Oh, that man. Late. You know what, TJ? I used to have a guy that I worked with. It, you know, started at 8 o'clock. He'd walk through the door at 8. Oh. And, you know, you'd hear the door shut at 8, and the boss is like, dude, you're late. I walked through the door at 8. It doesn't matter. Work starts at 8. 
Did, did he continue to keep gainful employment? Uh, yes, of course he did. Because it's 2022. <laughs> so I bet you not? he got paid too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he now has he your did. job. And anyway, TJ, you're in studio, obviously. Obviously. Sorry, I didn't. In a the, jacket, the, I don't really understand. The 40 minute drive wasn't fast enough today. So. Yeah. I mean, if you know it takes 40 minutes and leave. I left at. I left like my house at. An hour and 20 minutes early. You were at work at, today, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but, I, I was at work today. I was but working I left, when you got here. I left my house at like. Five fifteen. Yeah. So yeah. traffic was just kind of crappy. Well, you gotta you gotta account for traffic. I did usually. You also should probably account for having your equipment set up properly, and I failed at that with the intro. If you're watching on YouTube, you caught it. If you're not watching on YouTube, hopefully Scotty it cuts sounded it out. Perfect. As long as you hear it, I was still plugged into the uh, studio monitors instead of the board. Yeah. Oops. Well, it's funny as I, I actually thought it was my fault because this sound wasn't on. So yeah. I don't think I think it would have been screwed up either way. Oh yeah, so it was your fault. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It was, at, least, at least he collective up to it. collective fault. Yeah, we're gonna I, blame. That, it. that sounds like a good band. I watched him do I'm it. The collective host. fault. He's the producer. It's on him. I, I watched him do it. He should check my board to make sure it's right. That's, yeah, he's the producer. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because he's never here. Never here. You got a promotion. <laughs> you didn't even know. But obviously, that's why. He, that's, that's why you're uh, getting those parts and stuff. For your motorcycle that I, that I haven't got yet, and the free oil that you got. Yeah. That's true. You got that free I, oil. That I spilled all over the track. <laughs> yeah, you, we gave him free oil and he just wasted it. <laughs> just wasted it all over the brand, track. It was a brand new oil, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you're in studio. Yes, sir. Which is un, unusual. I, I mean, I, I just got to come in here every now and then and, and herd the cats and get the show going down the right path right. again. Then yeah, I can go yeah, back yeah. to work. It looks like you. he's going to ski home. I got this jacket for two dollars. It was on clearance at Walmart. You got the you brought the skis out. Yeah, I, he thinks it's cold. I was like, I wish I could take my shirt off and my pants off. Feels so good in here. That, 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 that you put that on your OnlyFans. I don't think we're just gonna not have that in this show. Yeah, if if my OnlyFans would make some money, I would start one. I, I've been trying to get my wife. She has really cute feet, and I'm like, I'm sure we can sell <laughs> pictures of your feet because no one will even know it's her. But she, I would pay it. to not see somebody's feet. No, she has cute feet. Like nobody little, has cute feet. They're like little kid, like little nobody baby feet. feet. They're tiny. Yeah, nobody has cute yeah, feet. Yeah, feet stuff's weird, man. Feet are gross. Yes. I don't like the feet stuff. So if somebody else wants to be into her feet, I just, yeah. I just think about that. I was watching that King of the Hill episode where they, they're shooting Peggy's feet and they're like breaking eggs and throwing like chili <laughs> I on I it and remember stuff. remember that. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, like I said, Joey Crown, Garrett Marchbanks, Christian Ducharme on tonight. Well, we got a few things we can talk about ahead of time. We haven't done a show since World Supercross. Yeah. TJ here hasn't watched it, so... I didn't know you could like the media guy. I got lucky. I did, did not you, realize that it We was, didn't talk about it, right? We haven't... Have we done a show since uh-uh. World Supercross? I don't think so. So, go ahead. Um, I got lucky and caught it at the last second to record, and I, I, thought, I thought it was cool. I liked the Super Bowl. I Super Bowl was cool. The track was better than I thought it was going to be. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, it was, overall, I think it was a success. I mean... I would have loved to watch it. I watched all the racing the- was cool. I really thought Roxon had it, and then Tomac just kind of did what he did all last year and just was kind of just there. <laughs> just the most consistent. dominant rider, yeah. In, yeah, this year. Let Roxon make his own mistakes. I and- did hear that he heard they were trying to throw a bunch of money at him to come to Australia. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he's eligible because of the way the rules are set up anyway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. He was considered a wild card. So once you're considered a wild card, I don't. Like they, they talked about because a couple guys have gotten hurt, like mm-hmm. Reed almost died, Reed and, yeah. and Josh Grant, that he could fill in those spots. But I think the rules are set up where I'm not sure exactly, but I, I don't think he was eligible. And you know, I just, yeah, he's not worried about it that much. Yeah. But yeah, I think Kenny's probably going to lock this thing down. Well, I think if it, it was a hundred thousand, two, three hundred thousand dollars in his pocket, he'd be worried about it. 
Depends on what his contract and the team say, though. Yeah. That's part of the problem with a lot of these guys. But, yeah, the event was cool, Scotty. Uh, the track was wider than a normal Supercross track, which I thought was kind of cool. Made a little more, little more room for different line choices. Yeah. We didn't get to see a ton of that. The, way the finish was- line ramp was cool. I saw there was that Super Pole that Roxon did. He scrubbed that metal jump, and there was literally like he had one more tire knobby spot left on that jump before he was off of it. Yeah, what about... He was so wide when he scrubbed him it. him scrubbing. I was at Red Bull. Dude, oh, right? yeah, that Jesus. was crazy. I, I am even more of a fan of straight rhythm now after the idea of them joining it with that other... Um, with the Roland Sands race. I'm yeah. going next year. Yeah, we'll talk about that just in a second here, but World Supercross, yeah, we got the next round this weekend in Australia, which mm-hmm. I won't get to watch because I'll be at GNCC, but hopefully I'll get to watch it when I get home. How did you watch it? Uh, it's on a... This one will be on FS1, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was FS1. Like, I don't know. I think it's live this time on FS1, but last the last one you had to... It was on. It was streamed on YouTube. People put it on YouTube. But uh, legally, I don't know whether... What, what the way it was supposed to be done is we could not watch it in the United States live. Right, that's what I thought. But we, we just got a VPN, like from Switzerland or whatever, and then got a code, and we watched it that way. You stole it. Well, no, they, they, I guess they, they I guess they us. broadcasted it on Sunday. That's what I saw it on. It's it was on FS1 on Sunday, okay. but it wasn't like on an app. So if you didn't catch it at the time it was on, oh, you had to have like DirecTV. Yeah, or well, well, I, I have I have, I have FS1 app. I recorded but, it through my Hulu. Like I, I recorded it. I didn't know you could record live TV, like regular TV on your Hulu. I have. Well, I pay for the. I basically pay like oh, okay. it's basically okay. cable, like I mean, a DVR type yeah, of it's basically setup. The same I got thing. you. Okay. Yeah, I don't. That's cool. Yeah, I don't do that, but so it. It wasn't the easiest thing to watch, but it was pretty cool. Like, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It had some good points. It had some things that weren't great. Um, Super Pole's dope. I like Super Pole. Super Pole was cool. I guess I need to watch it because... Yeah, you probably I, do. I have never I never watched any of the overseas stuff with Super Pole. It's just one person on the track doing laps. Yeah. But they, the way they did it, like... Two fast laps. Two so, fast. like, when the... So, the, you got, like, a warm-up lap, and mm-hmm. then yeah. you, and then then you, you went into your yeah. lap. So, they were pretty good about... Like when you were watching the guy finish his lap, but the other the guy, guy was, was already starting. has started his lap. So when it got going, he came. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You there saw the very really end of his. I got you. Yeah, that, so it, it flew. It was a pretty yeah. good flow for it. Did everybody get to the Super Bowl or only top certain ten? People? Quali- top ten qualifiers. Oh, so you after did, the after the heats. After the after yeah, the it was kind of weird. Like it was only four fifties too, right? Two yeah, it was only the four fifties. Yeah. It was and when I like so I was watching it recorded, so I would like skip around, like skip to the and then like. It was kind of confusing me. Like I skipped and I was like, whoa, I missed like, how did I miss a whole race? And like, it was weird. Like it recorded for like four hours, but the actual broadcast was only like two and a half hours. So I thought like I was trying to get to the end, but the end was like extra recording. I don't know. My DVR did something weird. You're confusing the hell out of me. That's for sure. I watched, confused it, the hell out I watched of me. it live, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think they, they it's the first one. They're going to work right. out some kinks. You know, there's there's a few issues. Crowd seemed there. into it. I mean, yeah, crowd was pretty good. I don't know. I don't know what the numbers were. I thought the racing was pretty decent. Freezy was a little bit surprising. Uh, it does suck that Reed and Grant went out like in qualifying. Yeah, like, Reed. Oh, Reed, was it? Good? Yeah, I saw the wrecks. Yeah, it was a heat race. Yeah, was he, okay, heat race. Yeah, heat race. Yeah, not qualifying because that was that was the day before. Yeah, Reed almost died. It was. Yeah, bad. yeah. Uh, blows. I was really impressed with bro- Blows. Got second overall in SX2. Yeah, and, that 250 class was wild. Yeah, that was good stuff. I mean, Oldenburg should have probably won the whole thing, but bad start in the second one, then tried to kill Derek Kelly. Did, did you, yeah, did you like the one, two, three, one, two, three, or would you have rather seen like a 
one one two two three three. For the, did you did you like that they did all the lights first and then all the four fifties or would you have oh. rather have seen them alternate? No, I think I liked it the way it went. I li- I like that was what I did like. I liked that it was like a triple crown format, but, but it was there was back. no freaking rest time. No, there like, wasn't. Line back up. You got a couple. And seconds, it was like it was like go. what like eight, ten, twelve. Yeah, something like that. I liked That's that cool. that it was really fast and they had to recover fast and there wasn't much time to work on anything mm-hmm. and. I liked that. I thought that was cool. That was probably one of my favorite things of the night, actually. And as much as they rode on it, the track seemed to hold up pretty good. It didn't. It didn't it look like slick as it looks slick, but it didn't look like pack, yeah. it didn't look like Indy or St. Right. Louis or something like that. Did so watching this is obviously it, it's supposed to be different than a what do you call it like a Paris or whatever. And a lot of times you don't take anything from Paris because it's an off season. Do you think that we could take anything away from like the results? Like you look at these results and you're like. I mean, Oldenburg almost winning. Does that mean? Are you talking there's... about the track that they're riding on? Gives no, no, no. I'm talking about like the, the, the from the results. From the yeah. results, does that mean Oldenburg next year is going to be like a contender for 250? Well, I think he was anyway. I think he should have been. He... I meant like top contender. Like I mean, he is a contender. He's. I mean, I Freckles think he's a top fa- five guy. Yeah, Freckles fast. But yeah. What I'm saying is, is he sh- he sounds like he should have won without that one bad result. Of those that, of the guys there, he was probably the best ones, but. But the field was not as deep. Yeah, it wasn't like okay. he was racing Jed and Joe Shimoda and, and, you know, Austin Forkner. So, no. Gotcha. Not, but I still think he's, I mean, he's top five guy in American Supercross, in my opinion. Uh, and I think it rejuvenated Blows, who was ready to retire and had already talked about retiring. And I think he Oh, got, yeah, he was done. Yeah, when he did really well and he was really excited. And, I mean, like, theoretically, with only one race to go, he could win this whole thing. He could be the world yeah. Supercross champion in SX2 after Australia. Uh, you know, and he kind of talked about during the post-race stuff, like, man, he kind of wants to keep racing almost. Like, this might have rejuvenated him. Maybe it doesn't. Well, I guess what I'm asking is, does, but, is this like doing Canadian nationals? You get what I'm saying? Where you have guys who can go up to Canada. And can and, dominate, but then, yeah. But then they come here and the outdoor nationals, and they are top 10. I, I don't know that I would classify it as being like Canadian nationals, but mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, it's. I know what you're saying. So maybe a little bit. It's. Yeah. It's not. It's not a true showing of what these guys where they are because the, the talent yeah level is much lower. Obviously, Kenny and Eli were the exceptions in the SX1 class. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Dean just continues to have bad luck. Crashes. Chiz didn't look good. Joey Savacci was probably the biggest disappointment of the night because I think he was way better than his seventh showed. Just had. Yeah. Didn't he hit the ramp? Yeah, he got yeah. he yeah he messed up right before that ramp and slid yeah, yeah. into the. I ramp. think he would have been on the podium, dude. Sure. And when he crashed, somebody we only got two minutes before we got a Joey Crown all, but somebody, as I recall, like they they went off the ramp but didn't have the speed to go off the ramp. But then they didn't show it because I was like, like oh, so the didn't the, go over Sabachi? the freestyle ramp. You could actually roll it. It actually like you could actually oh, roll the ramp. It had cool. it had oh, a little so backsplash okay. on it. I didn't notice that because okay. I, I went back and I was like, "Wait a second, how? Yeah, where did he just I don't go?" Remember who that was? But somebody went off that ramp, and I was like, "He oh, just went about to die." Yeah. <laughs> no, it had it. It had a little knuckle over it. Oh, okay. It had a little. All right. It still looks sketchy as hell to yeah, roll it, yeah, but you yeah. could roll it. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a commercial break, and we'll get Joey Cran on. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about. Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, 
Baxter Tiles Hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AcherbyUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to best dress, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show find the flow with torque one racing handlebars levers shifters brake pedals and grips torque one racing is the title sponsor of the moto x pod show so support those who support us visit torqueoneracing.com and order your defy lock on grips today What's up, guys? Our first guest of the night is going to be brought to you by Racetech, which is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Tonight, Racetech brings us privateer Joey Crown. What's going on, Joey? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, excited sitting here uh, talking to you guys. Yeah, man. I don't know that. I don't think we've ever had you on this show, and that's you know that sucks for us. That was on us for not getting you on here sooner, but... Dude, you've got a lot going on right now. You're, I think you're still recovering from an injury, but I really just kind of want to talk first a little bit about your background. You grew up in Michigan, but like it's cold in the wintertime. How'd you get into motocross? Yeah, um, grew up here. I'm actually here currently right now. Um, but I uh, got into it. My dad raced uh, back in the day. He was pro. Um, not like the best in the world, but he... Uh, Oh, like scored points every year. I like had a number every year. Um, he raced, I think his, he had a, a seventh in a moto at Troy, Ohio, I think. Um, and best overall was 11th, but so yeah, he's pretty solid, but he still, he had to work, you know, during the weeks so and then go race on the weekends. He didn't have the luxury of just racing, but so, you know, being a little kid, uh, my dad was done racing pro by the time, you know, I, uh, was, was, you know, ready to race, but, um, you know, I wanted to be like dad. So yeah, got me, got, got me a bike when I was, when I was three, um, started racing when I was five, um, and gradually progressed from there. Went, um, to, uh, first year of the Reds was Oh seven and just kind of, yeah, I'll snowball from there. But in, in the winters, you know, I didn't, uh, didn't ride much. I would, I would do ice racing. Oh, um, wow. I do that, uh, snowmobile, but, um, stuff like that. And then once I got a little older, like I'm six sixties, I would do some weekend trips here and there. Um, and then eighties, I would spend a month, 
um, in the winter before spring nationals and stuff, but I never really went anywhere and, and like lived at a training facility, um, really till, oh, maybe my, basically once I turned pro. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you didn't have that, that luxury as an amateur then that, especially a lot of kids do now. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's a tough way to build your amateur career, not getting to race much during the, the winter time. Yeah, it, it was, it was tough. I, I, you can kind of see it in my results. Um, always like many O's I always did really good. Uh, um, at the end of the year, <laughs> you know, I, I would, I won my most titles. My first title was there that I won. Um, and my most, the most titles I've won in amateurs anyways was, was there. Okay. Uh, because I get the ball rolling, you know, and have a full year in my belt and then, then I go home and, and sit in the snow. <laughs> and then start all over again the next year. But yeah, I was, um, I was looking at your Loretta's results and from 2007 until you went pro, you actually had some pretty good results. I mean, you had 10 top fives, uh, which included eight podiums and three championships. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good Loretta's career just right there. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I was pretty, pretty good there. Um, I had a pretty good amateur career, minus you know, decent amount of injuries, but, um, but yeah, I always wrote, wrote good at the Reddas and I battled with, um, old Chase Sexton and Justin Cooper and yeah. Forkner and a lot of the top name guys, uh, younger guys now around my, my age, um, raced with them and competed with them, um, at the Reddas and then just through some in- injuries and, and different things that didn't click when I got turned pro like those guys did they they had rides going into pro where I didn't and I went through some injuries and stuff and that's uh, just the way way it goes sometimes yeah coming out of the amateurs um like I guess when you were on 65s that was like the beginning of kids starting to go to training facilities so it was kind of a mixed bag uh, when you were on mini bikes of kids that trained full-time and the kids that a lot of kids that were especially up in like the snowy states, I guess you'd say, that didn't get to ride all the time. Um, do you think that that was a positive? Like, because like you, you got more of a childhood than some of these other kids did, or do you think that you were, like, hindered by that? No, I I think it was uh, a, a good thing um, that I did what I did. and um, I mean, you see it with guys like Chase or Cooper um, that – did kind of had a similar, you know, upbringing and they didn't hit it hard all year round and, uh, they're peaking now. Um, and so I was, I was happy to be able to be a kid. I mean, in the moment, you know, like I wanted nothing to do, but just ride my dirt bike. I hated school <laughs> and, uh, all I want to do was ride, but, um, I think in the grand scheme of things, it was a good thing. And, and, and you look at my results, they didn't hurt too bad. I mean, right. the, the spring races were a little tough, but usually by Loretta's, um, when it, you know, really mattered, I was where I needed to be, um, for the most part. All right, Joey. So I, I know that you've been through a little bit of a time of adversity recently, and I just kind of wanted to know maybe away from moto, what have you, what have you learned the most about life through facing the adversity that you have through the past, however long? Yeah, it's uh, this has been been a tough one for sure. I've 
been through a lot of injuries. Um, this isn't my first one, a lot of tough injuries, but uh, this has definitely been the the worst one I've had. Um, and uh, back at club, and it sure threw me for a rip. Like la- last year, I uh, crashed Daytona and got a concussion, and it lingered a while, so I wasn't able to get back to racing all year. So I came home, got a job building decks. So I kind of experienced you know, life out of racing, I guess doing mm-hmm. that, um, and having to work for a living. Um, it, it wasn't very fun, <laughs> but, um, definitely fueled the fire to get back at it. And I got back racing again and, and just doing some fall money races. I was getting ready to go to Paris and then this, this injury happened. So, um, yeah. Hey, before you go on, just so people know in November of last year, right before Supercross, before Paris, you had a crash at club and, Lots of injuries, broke radius, ulna, elbow, humerus, shattered your eye socket, broke your nose, still have lingering vision issues. So yeah, not not just a normal crash, like a really significant injuries. Do you know what I think of when you say all that? I think of the little guy in Mad Skills when you wreck and he just wads himself down the bottom <laughs> of a hill. That's that's had to have been what happened, right? Yeah, well, anyway, continue, yeah, yeah. Joey. Sorry, I just wanted to let make sure people knew what happened. <laughs> Yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. So there's a laundry list of injuries. It's, yeah, um, lucky to be alive. Kinda, sounds like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, they, oh, people there. They thought I was dead. You know, I was laying there, um, knocked out, and from what caused the injuries to my face, I took a handlebar um, through, came up through my goggles, and uh, caught my eye and cut my nose and my eye open really bad. So there's a lot of blood. Um, so they panicked for, for good reason, um, called the helicopter in and, and I woke up, you know, shortly after and I knew what was going on. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it was very scary for sure. Very thankful it wasn't worse. Um, but that's recovering from that and going through, through that ad- adversity. It's, uh, it's about a lot of perspective, um trying to keep a good perspective to get through it and and look at it as you know be grateful that it wasn't worse and and grateful i've come as long as i've along as i've had um then you know why me and 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 look at it in a negative manner um that's something that's i've been really working on through this process um it's still working on as i'm still recovering and and uh man being a racer it's uh we're really impatient um, <laughs> yeah when yeah comes, when it comes to healing <laughs> yeah get back back out there yeah and i I, th- I would think like you said it'd be very easy to and you probably went through stages of anger depression why me and then maybe like you said maybe you start having you, it brings life into perspective and you go okay motocross is cool motocross is you know my living but motocross or it's, it's not everything like you have to it, it brings that life into perspective right there are other things that are important Oh, for sure. Like I, you know, as anyone like racing, um, at a competitive level knows, you know, it's all they really, that's, that's all their their life is, Mm -hmm. um, is is dirt bikes, dirt bikes. And, and then when it stops, um, and like this year it stopped and it was like, it's been, it's been, uh, almost a year since I've, I've, well, it's been about a year since I've raced a dirt bike and it's, uh, definitely changes a lot and you have to look at different uh oh way of life like 
I've done a lot of things I haven't done in the past, which is nice, but I mean, I for sure rather be racing. Um, but, um, just trying to take this time to experience different side of life and, and change the perspective and, and find my path, I suppose, when I am done racing, um, and what I can do, you know? So, yeah. Um, Let's let's back up for a minute though. You know, I, I we were talking about your amateur career a little bit ago, and you mentioned like you didn't you didn't get a ride coming out of amateurs, and that was the same time frame as Justin Cooper did. Uh, you know, with those results that you had, like I would think somebody would have made some kind of offer. Was there just nothing? What was that time period like for you? And then deciding to go pro as a privateer, how difficult was that? Yeah, it was tough. Um but 2016 was my first year in A and I had like a pretty decent team, team green pro circuit deal. And I was kind of like the only A rider for them. And I had a really rough year uh, uh, at Loretta's and didn't perform. And um, so they, I kind of got written off after that. And I got a little bit of support from Cowie and monster for the next year, but I wasn't on team green. It was just like a side gig and then i did really well i did pretty well that year um but i was still kind of uh overshadowed by cooper um he did you know really really good um, so um like at loretta's like i won both my titles at Daytona that year um beat cooper justin cooper but then he did really good at mammoth and killed it at loretta's and i did solid now I got second and third out of the Reddas, um, but wasn't really quite, d- didn't show enough. And there was a lot of other kids I was racing against that already had deals signed. So there's just no spots available. And I didn't want to stay amateur another year and be a third year in A. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of like, I'll oh, just we'll go give it a shot. And uh, I, I turned pro and I got, I scored points at the last three rounds. Um, didn't quite do as great as I would have liked, but it, it still was all right. And I, I did get a, uh, oh, a ride with club of max yep. after that. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, factory sported, but it was the first year they uh, came back with a team and I had a supercross ride and, um, a Canadian outer ride. And then I ended up getting injured. Um, so I didn't race supercross that year, but I raced the Canadian outdoors that year. But Scotty, um, yeah, so I, I just wanted to know. I've got your I've got your picture up of you. Of you're the you were not able to defend your title at Straight Rhythm this year, and I I saw that you were throwing back to it on Instagram, and I just wanted to think what what you thought of the event, and uh, you know how, how you thought it went, and where you thought you might have might have been in all that. Yeah, yeah, Rebel Straight Rhythms. It's a really cool event. Like I grew up you know, watching it and always like wanted to be, you know, be there one day. And it was cool to get to go the last time I had it in 19, um, and race it. And that was a lot of, a lot of fun. I had, you know, and it's even more fun when you win. Um, <laughs> right. Right. It makes it a lot better. Uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to race it this year. Pretty bummed, but as you see, and then move it to the beach, um, that atmosphere seemed a lot, I mean, it was good in 19, but it just seemed even better, uh, minus the, the weather they had, but, um, and it's, it was cool seeing Carson back. It would have been nice to, that would have been a good matchup. Um, he had one, one, and then I had one, one, 
and then we haven't got to race each other. But um, yeah, hopefully they'll be back next year, and I'll be able to, to race it and go go head to hand with uh, Carson in the one twenty five class. And hell yeah, yeah. So talking about that, when is your what's your plans for getting back to racing? Like, do you are you planning on trying to get back at Supercross? What what do you what are your plans for next year? Um, it sucks that with how the injury's been go- uh, progressing, I really don't have a time frame. Um, it's one of those things like it's just time. Um, my my arm injury is all healed up. Uh, I am going back to get my hardware out in uh, a little over a month. Okay. Um, but that you know won't take long to heal. But I'm I'm right now I'm dealing with double vision from the shattered eye socket. Right. Uh and it's they said up to a year. Okay. So, so they a they, year is they it, say you should that it should go away is what the doctors are saying. Yeah, it should. Um and they said if it doesn't, there is a surgery they can do to adjust like the muscles to get my eye to point properly. Um but oh, I can't I get what you're saying. Like your one eye is is not lining up with the other one. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. from the the surgery. There's some scar tissue mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. where the plate is. Yep. And it's holding holding that muscle, so it won't raise up quite evenly with my right. Like I have it has improved a lot to where I can see uh, single normal vision just below looking straight ahead. Um, but looking straight ahead and everything above is double. Gotcha. Um, so I've been doing exercises, trying to stretch to, to stretch that lower muscle and strengthen the muscles above. He comes, um, he comes back my, next year. He rides with his head turned sideways. So the eye lines up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've yeah, been, I, you've, you've been riding with like basically one eye, right? Like with like a patch stickers, stickers. Yeah. Yeah. I put a, um, Oh, decal on half of my goggles, and and I've been riding riding like that, kind of like oh, you know, Pike Pike was doing there for yeah. A I, I was bit. thinking of the Ricky Bobby when he sold the windshield uh, to sponsors. I do, you I could, do the fake notes, but you could sell <laughs> your sponsorship. You could sell one side of your goggles because that would probably be the most visible. Everybody, whatever sponsor gets that logo right there. I mean, we need to work out a deal for a Moto X Pod sticker right there. How about let's yeah. just hope he gets better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty challenging riding with one eye. It's yeah. Like uh no depth perception. Depth perception's yeah, pretty yeah. limited, but it's it's enough to where I can just have fun ride my dirt bike and but, get uh good therapy. Yeah. You, you said they, they said hopefully a year recovery time, but that was a year ago, right? I mean we're we're at that year mark. Yeah, but um since my last surgery. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. And that was the end of February. Okay. So I have a few more months. I'm kind of, yeah, going to go to then and, and it has been improving. So that's a good, good sign that once it stops improving, I'll get worried. But, um, the, the improvement I've been having, I'm, I'm pretty confident it should be good. Is just keep going with my exercises and, and, um, uh, and yeah. And praying as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had, I've had double version under other circumstances and, I don't know if I would have rode a dirt bike. Uh, I was just going to ask, like, what what was it like that very first time that, like, you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to give this a shot. Like, I'm just going to put the stickers on and go. Like, what, what what was that first moment like? I was, it was better than expected. <laughs> um, 
Hi, uh, I just actually my, my neurologist I was going to see, he's like, you know, you need to get back riding, get back to your normal. And I was like really surprised he told me that. I never had a doctor tell me to, to get back riding. It would help me. Um, so I uh, covered up half my goggles and um, just I had, a little, I had a little figure eight track at my house and uh, did a couple laps on that. It's taken easy at first. And I was like, I'm, like you know, it's definitely tricky. Um, I, my uh, breaking points coming into the turns um, and getting that judge, but it uh, came back decent. And, um, and I was like, well, like, I wonder how it'd be on a track. And after a couple of days on that, I uh, went out on the track and, you know, just easing into it. And I'm like, man, maybe I can jump this. And I jumped that jump and, you know, started working in and it got to where I can ride, you know, decently. Uh, oh, I don't want to say normal. Like I'm, I'm a ways off my pace, Yeah, but it's still fast enough to be fun. Yeah, and TJ, Scotty, we we all ride right at mm-hmm. lower levels, and like we go to the track, and like I'm not jumping that, you know, you you know Joey's out there with one good eye and hucking anything that we even think oh, yeah, twice about. Yeah. Still, t- so much more talented than us. It's yeah. <laughs> um, now I I saw an interview that Sarah Whitmore did with you from Racer X, and you know kind of touched on some of these things and. You, you've been doing some riding schools, I believe, and then you're also working, you're doing some side work, right, to uh, obviously make ends meet and having to have a, a day job. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad owns a suspension company, yeah. uh, MCR Suspension. So I've been uh, all working for him once I was healthy enough to um, in the spring, working for him all summer, and uh, doing suspension work, working on dirt bikes, and then also doing some riding schools uh here and there as well doing some some camps and and stuff and uh it's it's been good definitely uh rather be riding the dirt bikes and and working on them but um it's it's good uh working on my dad and and doing the schools it's get enjoyment out of it um seeing the the kids and the people you know grasp and learn something um it's encouraging yeah, and it all goes back to that perspective on life we talked about, right? You know that at some point there's going to be life after racing, and you're doing these other things and teaching schools, and maybe those are things that you know you're at some point you're going to have to wrap your head around doing anyway, probably. So, starting now, get your foot in the door on that. Maybe maybe you'll find a, a passion for it, and that could be your next step in life once racing is over. Yeah, for sure, sure. I'm actually, um, I'll. Uh, heading down tomorrow to Club Max, and uh, next week I'm going to start. I'm going to do like three weeks up until my surgery, um, working there, uh, being a riding coach. Oh, good. Um, being one of the trainers down there. So, yeah, that should be good experience and, and uh, see how that goes. And it'll be nice being down there with the, the, the crew. Like, you know, unfortunately not riding with them, but at least I'd be around them and hanging out and, and, uh, helping them out will you so, give phil um, some pointers <laughs> yeah yeah i'll help him out <laughs> yeah i don't know if you'll be if you want to hear anything from him but Quit being such a dick phil <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah could be so grumpy yeah. you're riding your dirt bike man <laughs> yeah it's fun dude Look, hey yeah you could you could have had a major injury and not be racing phil be happy yeah yeah, we could, the roles could be reversed right now. I could right. be on that bike, and you could be standing here. Absolutely, yeah. It's always grass is always greener, man. 
You, you should uh, you yeah. should go pull the the motocross thing where the dad draws the stick the line in the sand. I feel like this is the third or fourth time you've brought that movie up, motocross, because it was a great movie. Okay, anyway, sorry, Joey. Uh, okay. Uh, he said we okay. A, we had a listener question. They wanted to know what you thought your most memorable race moment was. Memorable race moment? Um, might have to... It, it'd be between Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Yeah. Um, winning. That was pretty cool. Yeah, winning there. Um, Geneva was pretty good, too, but... Uh, winning that, but say Arlington 2020, um, the triple crown, uh, second or the uh, third, I think the third or no second main event. Yeah. I was running, I got a good start and I was running second for, I'll uh, probably half, uh, probably three quarters of the main event. And it's that moment. I ended up fifth that race, but, but that moment was, I just remember going around the track you know, being second behind Chase, he had a, a little gap on me, but, um, and just it clicking, like I'm back, you know, I'd yeah. gone through a, a lot of injuries at that point. Um, and then to, to be back in the top three at that level. Um, I remember just that, you know, that moment of, of just felt like a turning point and I was, I was back to where I was, um, at my higher, you know, one of my highest levels and, and then, unfortunately, the following weekend got hurt. Um, <laughs> Dang, but, Joey. <laughs> There's just, yeah. You know, it's unfortunate. There are just some riders that that is just like it's one injury after another. You know, this is a very, very dangerous sport, and it just works that way sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not the first guy um, in this sport to, to go through it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it does, it does stink. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, Joey – Thank you for taking some time, letting us get to know you a little bit. And I really hope that the recovery goes well. We'll check back in with you and get you back on and see how things are going. And, yeah, we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir, Joey. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good rest of your show. All right. Thanks. All right. That's Joey Crown. We're going to wrap this up, uh, go into our next commercial break. We had a little bit of uh, audio issue again. Was it me? Software. No, nah, it's just the software <laughs> keeps stop recording, but thank God I'm backing it up. But uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial break, see if we can fix the issue before the next guest comes on. We'll be back with Garrett Marchbanks. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry standard pro launch start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Hep Suzuki, and many more. Pole shot specialist Vince Freeze, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. 
All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roost, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so and we're hot. Next up, joining us tonight, brought to you by Blood Lubricants, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Whether you race moto, cross-country, side-by-sides, or even sprint cars, Blood Lubricants has the product for you. With the new Barracuda Bloodline with multiple weights, better protection, and better performance, and it lasts longer, visit bloodlubricants.com. Use that promo code MOTOX to save. Tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us from Club MX, Garrett Marks-Banks. What's going on, Garrett? Got a whole lot. How about you? We're doing good, man. Like, I, first thing I got to ask you is, you just came off the open house out at Club MX. How was that? Uh, man, it, it's fun. It's a cool, uh, you know, experience. There's a lot of people that come there. You know, get to watch us train and ride for the day, and uh, you know, it's cool to go watch all the young kids ride and uh, even the older vet guys. So, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. You know, they get to go ride the the big track or training track that we get the train on, and uh, also our public track. So if Joe public comes to this event. Do they actually get it on the track as the same time as you, at the same time as you and the other club guys? 
Um, if we ride outdoors, yeah. Okay. I mean, when I was there, uh, when I signed to the team, I tested during, you know, the open house and I rode with all the, you know, the general public. Yeah. I just, I was wondering, cause I feel like that would go all bad with your teammate, Phil. Um, <laughs> I just think he would like, I could see him like running up on a 15 year old kid on a 85 and give him the throat slit gesture. Like, why are you in my way? Punk ass kid. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean he did that to me when I was there as uh, as a twelve year old. So I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, well let's talk about you, Garrett. Look, man, you came off this two thousand twenty two series, full season outdoors on a four fifty. Uh, you you raced obviously indoors on the on the two fifty and a few races on the four fifty. I assume twenty three is four fifty all the way. Uh, no, oh. no, we're, we're staying down for two fifty supercross okay. and, uh, you know, outdoors next year is uh, up in there. We're not, we're not for sure yet. Okay. So what is it about? So is it a team deal? Do you like the two fifty? I know some riders in supercross don't like the four fifty. I talked to quite a few of them. Are you in that deal? Would you rather be on the four fifty at times in supercross or are you like, yeah, two fifty soupy all the way? Um, honestly, like I wouldn't mind, you know, jumping to the 450 class, but same time, I know I still got a lot to prove. I mean, I just turned 21. Um, I'm still really young. Uh, I feel like I can, you know, I still have a lot to prove in the lights class. And I mean, I'd really like to get back up there on the podium all the time. And, uh, you know, even hopefully in the next two years, I mean, I haven't pointed out besides, I think one year. So, um, I'd like to you know, go for a title in these next three years in the lights class. Yeah. You, you finished eighth overall this season, 250 West, and you had three fourth places, I think did not touch the podium, unfortunately, but I mean, you had some crashes and during some really good rides. Do you feel like you, there was something you learned this season that will progress you next, this coming season up a couple more steps? Was there, uh, you know, some learning steps that you picked up? Yeah, I think honestly, just not getting sick. <laughs> oh yeah, you did get sick in a couple rounds. That's right. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, um, I got COVID after round two, and honestly, like if you watch Oakland, I I faded real hard, and uh, I mean, honestly, I could barely do the heat race for how it was, and uh, it was just really hard. I mean, all of us actually, a lot of us got it, and it just kind of wiped us out. And honestly, I didn't really feel a hundred percent until I would say a three. Okay. And that's when I felt like I got back to my speed again, when I won the heat race and had a killer start, but I hit a rock in the first turn and fell and came from last to the fourth again. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely had the speed. It, it sucked because I know this year I felt like in supercross, um, I had a lot more speed than I did at the year prior, but, uh, it was just kind of like crappy luck. Honestly, that's the only thing I could really say. I mean, just getting sick this year and, uh, that's about it. Honestly, just with getting sick and super cross and then salt Lake, I, I, uh, messed my shoulder up pretty good. Luckily it's all better now, but that was kind of a, you know, a rough go. I only rode one time for, uh, during outdoors, uh, before Paula. So right. I got one day of training in and then just kind of sent it and hope for the best. <laughs> that usually goes well. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, so you mentioned that you're going to do the 250s next year. What what goal factors go into 
determining what coast you want to do and are, do you have any plans to do any 450 stuff in between that or kind of what what all goes through that and it may still be even too early to even talk about that kind of stuff i mean heck we don't even know what coast we're doing um it, it's hard to say i like either coast i feel like i'm a good rider on either, either one of them um 450 stuff i have no idea um i'd like to you know if we're up there in the top three in points battling i mean that's the goal um you know i'd prefer just to stay focused on the 250 you know not not ride so much 450 stuff you know at daytona that stuff's fun but uh i I feel like i kind of kicked myself in the butt last year going to daytona just because you know i uh we had that two or three week i think two week break before daytona after a3 and uh I was sick during that time and only got a couple days on the bike and it, I just felt like we didn't have a lot of time to, you know, prepare on the 450. Yeah. And I think, I think I rode four days in the 450 before that race and it was just kind of like, okay, go have fun. It was like, man, I'm a super competitive guy and I wasn't really that pumped with my position. And I feel like I definitely wanted to be in that, you know, I'd say eight, uh, five range in that class, even though for how stacked it was this year. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a bummer. I just feel like, you know, if, if we don't have all the parts and pieces, mainly on my part of getting a lot of practice in, it's kind of like, let's just focus on the two fifty. Speaking of focusing on the two fifty, does the SMX stuff, do you think that will affect your decision, whether you go to four fifty in the outdoors next year again, because of the accumulative points to get to the playoff rounds and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Honestly, we haven't talked about that. Um, we'll see what we're doing for, you know, those rounds. Um, but yeah, that, that's honestly something I, I have no idea uh, on that side of things. Yeah. I would think that that'd be a big deal for club to try to get, you guys in the playoffs for the world supercross championship. So yeah, the more points you can get, the, the farther up super you are motocross. in qualifying. what I say? You said world supercross. Oh, oh, they're doing that too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, super motocross. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I would think they'd keep you on a two fifty year round because that, that betters your chances to qualify higher for the last three rounds yeah. and all that. You know, it's a pretty good little person that, uh, I think it's, I think it's a uh, half million to win for the two fifty class. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. I yeah. think he just decided he's on two fifty. <laughs> he just made his own yeah. decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Mike, but that's this is what we're doing. So earlier you talked about some of the rides that you had last year where you're coming from the back of the pack on some great like uh, some bad starts and some really good pushes towards the front of the pack. And then you've had some where you started towards the front. Like I've seen a lot of riders like in your I guess you say um like talent, be able to just charge through the pack and then I, I guess you say can't progress farther because the competition gets higher. How much of that when you catch up to somebody who is on your level, does it change your mindset? I know if you're behind like a a, a 20, lesser rider. A, a lesser rider, you're like, get out of my way, I'm going. But you <laughs> catch up to somebody, you know, like Jet or somebody like that, you're like, okay, this guy's on my level. Does it change your mindset on how you pass them or how you race them? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Um, oh, There's so many rounds. I think, honestly, I don't know how many rounds we did last year. Nine nine rounds, I yep. think. Eight of them I came from damn near last. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just my starts were terrible. And I, I hopefully we figure them out. And uh, 
but no, yeah, I'd honestly say like once you get around that seven or I would say probably six or five range, um, that's when I notice it gets pretty hard because, you know, you're spending half the race, you know, passing dudes and, you know, working your way through the pack. And then once you get into that sixth, seventh, fifth spot, it's not even that it's like the same speed. They're just hard enough to make it difficult on you. And sometimes, you know, on certain tracks, if you're, you're already tired by 10 minutes and you're just trying to pass guys, I mean, you don't really realize how much more energy you use when you're coming from way back instead of just starting up in six or seven, sure, yeah. making a couple yeah. quick passes. I mean, I definitely realized that last year um, on certain races, I did have good starts on it. It was like, man, that was a lot easier to, you know, <laughs> take the fourth. Like, yeah, no, it, it definitely makes a difference. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a big, bigger, aggressive guy. You know, I have to try a lot harder to hit certain jumps or rhythms compared to other guys. So I'm already using more energy. So if I'm starting way in the back and, you know, passing 15 dudes, by the time I get the fifth, it's kind of like, holy cow, man, I, we still have, you know, five laps to go. And I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> right. in position. But doesn't it feel so good to pass a bunch of guys like that? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm slow. When I get out, like, in a practice with guys that are even slower and I'm passing guys left and right and I feel like I'm Garrett Marchbanks or Jet Lawrence, I'm like, yeah, I'm a bad dude right now. <laughs> and then you get to the faster bit. guys that go blown by and you go, damn, I suck. So <laughs> I sure like passing a lot of guys. It's fun. No, it's it's definitely fun. You know, the first round when you're fresh and, yeah. you, you know, you kind of come out of the gate quick and, some guys, you know, it's the first two rounds. Some dudes aren't as fast as others. I always feel like my first two rounds are great. I right. feel like I'm, I'm on it my first two rounds. And you, you definitely notice like round one, the round, say seven, like round one, you could pass eight dudes in two laps. And round eight, when everyone's kind of up the speed a little more, you know, everyone's progressed a little bit. It, it maybe takes instead of two laps, it takes five laps. And it's definitely a lot harder once the series goes on also. Sure. Yeah, Gary, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. I wanted to ask this before when we were talking about the super motocross, just from a rider perspective, what do you think about the whole season kind of being one thing? And like, how, how do you look at that? And does that kind of affect any way that you would make your goals for the season or anything? Um, man, I know it's kind of silly, but the only thing I kind of get bummed about is it's messing up my, uh, my hunting season. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I, we only get, you know, a month off out of the whole year to go elk hunt. And, you know, that's like my vacation with my friends and family back home. And I remember I was back home on the mountain hunting with my family and, uh, we seen the news on Instagram immediately. My dad calls me, he goes, are you serious? That ruined our hunt for next year. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. And it's just kind of funny. Just like seeing that stuff. But honestly, it's cool. I love racing, all that stuff. I just wish, uh, you know, like there wasn't so many, you know, the world supercross and, you know, this new thing. I wish it would just be like one good season. And that's kind of it. Yeah, no, I think these things will play themselves out. But I did. I mentioned that I did a podcast with Michael Lindsay about the world supercross. And that's my one negative. Like as a fan, Sure, I'd love for you guys to race every weekend. Even as media, it gives us something to talk about. But as somebody who's become friends with some of you guys, I'm like, look, all these, you know, these guys that are in relationships, they're they're or whatever, they're setting their weddings and their anniversaries and their trips for the one month they get off. And guys like you, you want to go on a, you know, on a, a hunting trip or like you don't get the week off. You are working all week training and then you racing all weekend and traveling. They're like you don't get weekends off. You don't get 
time off. So to add another week or two or three into the season, and then for some guys, you go into motocross the nations. Yeah, just there's you guys have you have to have some time off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Scotty. I, mean, well, I know you're waiting. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Oh, well, uh, I would say that from like from a normal person perspective that, you know, like I, I don't get a month off and I pay to ride a dirt bike. So like you could look at it yeah, both you ways. Get, you get two days off every week. Normally, most people get at least two days off. They don't. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. Yeah, they're they're working day in and day out until the the quote unquote off season that now they want people to race all the time in. Well, Sundays they kind of chill, right? No, they fly. Oh, that's true. And hopefully they recover for a few <laughs> hours, and then they go back to riding 20- and 30-minute motos on Monday. Yes. They, they train Garrett, all day I'm long. sorry. I had an opinion for a second. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh, no, you're good. I mean, tell me about I mean, it's funny because I, I was back home, and everyone's like, oh, you know, you get time off. That's nice. I was like, yeah, it's only a month. You know, like last year we got like – it seems like every year it's, you know, they're taking a week off of our schedule. Right. And, I mean, like – my rookie year, my second year, I think we got like almost eight weeks off or something like that, or maybe not that much. I think it was yeah. like six or seven, and then it and then it got cut, and then even cut more. And but it's funny, I was back home, and everyone's like, "Oh, how much time you get?" You're like, "Oh, only a month." Like, dude, we never get a month off of work. I'm like, "Yeah, but it's different. Like, we're constantly flying, driving, you know, racing, training. Like, it's totally different on us. I mean, you know, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's like normal." average person you know gets saturday sunday off maybe even sometimes friday you know half day like we're our fridays are full full you know travel racing all day saturday travel sunday like yeah it's a lot yep yeah it is it's it's everybody thinks it's like they would love to live this lifestyle and maybe they would but it's it's not all uh i don't know what whatever it's not all perfect it's not all this happiness or whatever whatever the yeah, sunshine, yeah. rainbows. There you yeah. go. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Garrett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Garrett, when I when I think about the Club MX team and I think about your ride there, I I feel like you kind of fit the mold for that team, and it's a good spot for you. And I really like seeing you on that that Yamaha. Um, have you had any other offers? And would it like what would it take for you to leave that team since you seem to fit with them so well? Um, to be honest, I haven't had really that like you know big offers anywhere else um i mean here it's it's amazing i mean you know you get your freedom you get to go home and um you know we're out here in the middle of nowhere but uh you know it, it's pretty cool it reminds me of home you know you got you know the trees not mu- much mountains but you know you got the rivers the creeks the ponds you know you get the fish and you know you get all the tracks like in Southern California, you got to travel everywhere. You get the same, you know, two test tracks you ride day in and day out here. You know, Brandon boss is always uh, changing the tracks. We have multiple tracks of train. And, you know, even if we get bored, a supercross, you know, we get to maybe ride outdoors once a week or twice a week on the sand track. Uh, But besides that, you know, it's, I get along with everyone, everyone, you know, it's great here. Uh, Me and Brandon get along, me and my mechanic and, you know, the whole crew, we always, you know, they come over, hang out at, at my cabin on the facility on Sunday. We all watch football together and cook out. Um, no, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good deal over here. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. I, I've heard a lot of good things. So that's, that's good that you're enjoying it. Cause I think that's a big part of it, especially when you basically are working 360 days out of the year, it seems like. So yeah, to enjoy where right. you're at is real important. Go ahead, TJ. 
Yeah, so one of the listeners on YouTube made a comment that led me to a question here, and he was talking about like someone like you evolving into a rider like Chiz, somebody who has a long, um, consistent, consistent program or, and, and career that goes on for many years. And I was curious about how someone at your level looks to that. Like, I know your goal win championship, just like Chiz's was when he was younger and, and moving forward. But do you look at riders like that guys that have a long, almost storied, like, Kind of privateer, sometimes factory, on good teams, sometimes doing his own. What do you think about that? Is that something that you're like, if it turns out that way, I'll do that kind of deal? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, it, it's hard to look at it that way right now just because, you know, I'm 21. Yeah. Uh, growing up to the amateur ranks, I was, you know, a really winning kid. Like, I mean, I have eight titles at Loretta's and a bunch of other titles everywhere else. And, uh, you know, when I rode for Mitch, you know, the plan was to hopefully get a title over there. It never happened. I mean, I did have my breakout year in 2020 and, you know, I felt like that was honestly going to be a really, really successful year for me, especially in outdoors. That was my, you know, go-to thing. But, uh, when I blew my knee out, it was kind of hard, but so on, um, you know, I, I trained with JB and, yeah. you know, he's a dude that's 36, 37 now, you know, I've watched him a bit growing up through the years and, you know, being on, I think it was like BTO, KTM, Honda, you know, he's had some great teams and he's had some so-so teams and, you know, you watch him and you talk to him and, you know, he's had a very successful career and it's been a very long career also. I mean, if, if the, you know, my career didn't go exactly like I wanted with, you know, wins and titles, I mean, I definitely want it to be just like Justin Brayton. I mean, yeah. you just race and race and race and race and make a living out of it. Yeah, I think um, that's honestly to me. Again, you said you're young, right? But that is ideal. Yeah, it'd be great to be Eli Tomac, but th- that's such a small percentage of guys at your at your career that are are the Eli Tomac. So to have a long career that's fairly injury free, making a decent living, making you know enough money to take care of your family. I mean that that's ideal, dude. I mean there, there's nothing wrong with having that as a goal it's maybe a secondary goal but still a goal yeah i mean yeah i don't know at, at the moment though i mean i, nope. I don't want to look at it that way you know just I, being kind of like the fifth the tenth place guy sure i know like my results a lot of people you know give me a hard time they're like well you know you don't deserve to be on a factory ride or you don't deserve the club ride this year because you didn't you know get do better than Enzo or this guy or that guy. And you're like, man, I mean, I DNF three rounds. Uh, I had three top uh, or fourth place finishes Had a heat race when, you know, I was sick a lot of the supercross season, which sucks. And I hate making excuses, but I mean, a lot of us, you know, we've all watched top guys have the flu or the cold. I mean, they've taken 14th that night. And yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know, but, Anybody who's telling you that you don't deserve the factory ride, those people are trolling you, I promise you. Because there's... Oh, 100%. <laughs> but it's just funny because ever since, I'd say, 2019, it's been that way. And, you know, at 17, 18 years old at the time, I mean, you have a lot of pressure on your plate. And, of course. And it's just, you know, that's all I've pretty much had my whole career is just a lot of pressure. A lot of people, you know, all eyes on you to do better and better and better. And, um, it, 
especially coming over here. I mean, we were such a small team. I podium ground one and we never got back to that point. I mean, I, I mean that, that first year here at club, we had definitely uh, probably two other podiums I could have gotten. I crashed out and it, it was definitely hard, especially this year, not, you know, not getting a podium at all. You know, every year I've raced, I've gotten at least one podium. And, uh, but no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, just keep trucking along, yep. keep doing my thing. Um, yeah, just get back on the box where I belong. I know I belong up there with those top three guys in the mix and, you know, hopefully make a run at it this year, if not for sure next year. Absolutely. Last question I got for you before we let you go is I, I saw you taught a couple schools. It seemed like you enjoyed it. Cause I think you even added one on after the first one. Uh, just talk about teaching and you know how, if you enjoy that or not. Yeah, honestly, like, man, I, I love teaching kids and even like the older guys, younger dudes. And it, it's just something I love to do. You know, a lot of people helped me out as a young kid and, um, for me to go home and, you know, we, like I said, we don't get a lot of time off, but a lot of people always hit me up for classes back home. We usually get, you know, 10, 15, 20 kids out there at a local track in Wyoming. Um, you know, we put on little schools and the first one was a huge turnout. Uh, my buddies helped me set that up and I don't know, it's just something I love to do. That's something I'd like to do when I retire and, you know, just teaching's fun, you know, watching a kid that, you know, whatever wasn't very good at the beginning of the day. And after a three day camp, you know, starts hitting jumps and turning a lot better. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to watch and know that you help someone get that much better in just in three days. Yeah. It's good to hear, man. I think those kids need that kids, kids look up to you. So that's really cool that you're trying to give back a little bit and, you know, influence himself you got one more yeah i just thought of one told me i was gonna let him go yeah i'm sorry i just thought you're good uh what do what do you like about uh working with jmart this upcoming season what do you think about being teammates with him you know jmart's awesome you know i rode with his brother alex for a while and alex taught me a lot and uh you know just getting to hang out with them during the summer and you know jeremy's a very intense dude in practice and that's how i am in practice also and (laughs) it's definitely cool to have someone that's kind of like on my level of the intensity and will push myself. And I feel like I push him a little bit. I know he's like, you know, the bad dude on outdoors and it's hard to keep up a little bit, but you know, on Supercross, I feel like we, we had a couple of good battles in 2020 and the past couple of years. And even now, I mean, we've been pushing each other and it's only day four on Supercross and uh, heck it's, it's been a lot of fun him and I get along super well and uh yeah I'm super excited to work with them this off season and hopefully we push each other and you know we crush it that's what I was about to say I think that you guys are going to push each other to the front that's going to be really cool to see all right we just we got one more we had a listener question and you may not even want to respond to this but uh one of our listeners wants to know a one word description of Mitch Payton Um, no, no, I mean, he, he, he's a really good dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I got along with him really well. Yeah. Um, I, no issues with him. I mean, even after everything, uh, tears go with the whole Atlanta incident, I mean, heck his kids always talking to me, hanging out with me. And, uh, no, I mean, I have no issues with them. I mean, very good dude and good family. Yeah, I think there's a general thought that maybe you guys really parted on bad ways. I know we've talked about this actually in the past, but I think some people still thought there might have been some bad blood there. But yeah, none. 
No, I mean, it's sad that people think that. Because, yeah. I mean, heck, after Bud's Creek, uh, after the races, you know, I, I went over to the pit and talked to him. And, you know, he was just sitting there by himself. And I just thought it'd be a good time to just talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a few months. And, yeah, we talked for probably 20 minutes just talking about family, life, and stuff That's like great. that. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it sucks that people think we part on bad ways. I don't think there was anything like that. I think just me at the time, I was a young kid. I wasn't very social. You know, I... I didn't go to the shop a lot, you know, like the other pros would and, you know, go hang out. I think that's what people thought of me as being a, a rude kid and not wanting to, you know, be social. I was just, you know, when you're young, you just kind of stick to yourself and you do your own thing. And yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong. I appreciate you explaining that though. It means a lot. And I, I thank you for uh, responding to the text and coming on the show tonight. No, thank you for having me and uh, have me whenever. Absolutely, dude. We'll, uh, we'll hit you up as it gets closer to Supercross and we'll definitely see you at A1. Or well, right, I, maybe good. we won't if you're riding east, but we'll see you when we see you. All right, sounds great. Thank you. All right, thanks, Garrett. See ya. Yeah, see ya. All right, that's Garrett Marks. Garrett Marksbanks. We'll be uh, commercial break. We'll be right back with Chris, uh, Christian Ducharme. You were looking at me funny. I thought you were about to say something, Scotty. But no, I had the Jeremy Martin on there, but I just thought the interview we were getting close to our time, so I just cut it. But it was a good question. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm sure. I'm sure you looked at. <laughs> you probably looked at my notes and. Yeah, TJ looked at mine, so I stole yours. <laughs> I did not. CBH said Mitch Payton has kids. <laughs> really? He doesn't know that? I guess not. Yeah, he's got like twin boys, I think. Mm-hmm. A couple. Does it, that all he has is the two? Or do you I, know, know? I know the twins. I know yeah, he's yeah. twins. Are I they know like young? Or girls. Uh, they're probably early teens now. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's a question because he's paralyzed. Oh, I didn't even think of it I, that I'm way. I'm assuming. But I didn't go there. That clearly, was all on you, well, bro. No, I, I didn't go there that either. We're on I'm, this side of the table. You're on your own. I, I mean, no. I mean, that that could be obviously a legitimate thing, right? But no, he clearly everything works. Good for Mitch. Well, <laughs> maybe not everything works. Maybe you should go to commercial. We'll be right back. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot... Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers. From the Evolution DST to the light race wear... To the kinetic lines they have a gear line to fit your needs fly racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998 just ask current riders zach osborne rj hampshire carson mumford and the beast from the east damon bradshaw don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new zone pro goggle worn by justin brayton shane mcarath max anstey and joey sabachi again visit your local shop and support your wps rep today check out flyracing.com for all they offer if you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs. Higher rev limits and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 
467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at williamsmotoworks that's williamsmoto and then w-e-r-x at gmail.com okay that's better not good but better Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. All right, next up, brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps's goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. For products like the industry-standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Customized Master Cylinder Covers, and much more, it's hard to, not, to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save. Tonight, Works Connection brings us Christian Ducharme, factory Honda mechanic for some kid named Jet Lawrence that he's up and coming, TJ. But what's up, Christian? How's it going, guys? It's going good, man. How you been? You been working hard today? Yeah. I mean, honestly, this whole offseason hasn't been much of an offseason. Just been I, grinding. I don't understand. He's in Florida riding. You're in California. You should. You're just off. You don't have anything to do. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're just at the beach, man, surfing during the day. I'm just at the beach, just, you know, just enjoying my life. Yeah, yeah. No, really. So explain to us, for our listeners, like, you again, you're hit Jets Mechanic, but you're in California. What are your day-to-day roles right now that it's, quote-unquote, off-season? Uh, well, we had a little, you know, a little extra race this fall in this nation. So after <laughs> outdoors, you know, we get back and get everything ready for that. And then uh, get back and then clean up every all the mess from that big mud race, and then start you know getting supercross bikes ready and all that because right around the corner supercross comes a lot quicker than we think. Yeah, so you don't so really get it all. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's all good. Basically, just you know, shop days. Okay, so you're and a we, you're a salary employee, right? Yes. So in the back of your mind, when the motocross, the nations and these extra races are being talked about, you're like crossing your fingers that he doesn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't go to those lengths. (laughs) Yeah. It's still all part. I mean, you you clearly, I've talked to you at the races and we did the, uh, the nuts and bolts, uh, article for vital with your partner there, Cameron, and you guys really, really seem to just love though what you do working together and being at the races. You guys are really good buddies. You have a passion for it still. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the passion for it's what keeps you going. I mean, once you get burnt out on it, that's when it, it, then it becomes like a normal nine to five job, right. you know, where you're like, Oh man, I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then you're like, all right, well, and now you're kind of miserable to work with. <laughs> no one wants <laughs> yeah. to deal with you. Yeah. So, but, I mean, all of us really that do it, and you do it because you're passionate for it. Uh, I want to back up, though, a little bit, just kind of uh, where you grew up, how you got your start in the industry. I mean, it, it you didn't just come into the industry and start working for Factory Honda. You had a, a path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one really just steps in. <laughs> Not normally. Doing it. Uh, well, I grew up in northern Vermont, and then I found a... 
a school to like a, more like a program in a trade school type to go to. And that's a Scotty Atkins school, the Pro oh, yeah. Tech. Yep. So I went that I found that and, uh, I was, I found it, I found it when I was about 16. I was, uh, so when I graduated high school, I moved to West Virginia and I did that. And I really think that was definitely the, a good path for me to, that, and that was, you know, a great path for me. And that's what the path that, led me to be where I'm at today for sure. If it wasn't for that, I don't know, you know, how I would have got an industry, you know, just kid from small town Vermont has no connections to any part of this industry. You know, you kind of got to know someone or somehow how to get in. And that was my some somehow and some who. Yeah. The Scotty Atkins, uh, SXMX, uh, school it has a very, very high percentage of graduates getting into the industry. Like it's, I, I feel like it is, leagues above going through MMI. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you want to go to a dealer and, you know, just work on stuff for people you want to change oil and tighten chains on motorcycles and side by sides and whatever else you, you know, all that kind of stuff, go and go to MMI or you want to be racing. I mean, MMI doesn't train you to be racing. You know, each, each program has their own specialty, right? Right. So it's like you want a job to try to get an industry. I mean, you know, Scotty teaches you what you need to know to get on a race team. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and like what you're going to deal with on like your day to day stuff, you know, your race stuff, your shop time, like all this and that, you know, that's, uh, that was where his knowledge has been pointed. And if that's what people are interested in, you know, that's definitely the route I'd recommend. Yeah. No, backing up just for a second, when you were growing up, were obviously you had to be a fan of the sport. Were you a racer that hoped to go, you know, to have a career in racing or were you just like an amateur guy going, I, I'm probably never going to be good enough to be a pro, but I do like working on bikes. Maybe that's a career path. Yeah. I mean, that was the second choice. There was my life. Okay. Like, like, like obviously like just you know, amateur kid racing, you know, just having fun with it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, obviously at some point I had to realize and grow up to what I wanted to actually do from when I got older. <laughs> So I was like, you know, I, I grew up working on a lot of different things around the, like my dad's company, like a lot of different, like, you know, excavators and tractors and stuff, like working on that kind of thing. And so I'm like, I, I like the mechanic side of it too. So what's the second best thing to ride in them, you know, working on them. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Great way to look at it. And a lot of guys in your position now had the same thought process, right? Jelly, uh, Josh Ellingson, Cade. Kate over there at Husky, he also came through that Scott Atkins school. All all guys that rode and realized it's not going to be my career choice, but I want to be in the industry, and they made the right choices, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, still better than some other 9-to-5 job it could have came up with, you know. You're kind of just, you know, bored. Yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. There's, not, there's not much in this, in this job that, you know, you're just kind of bored with, you know. No, There's definitely. always different excitements and, you know, the ups and downs and all that. Yep. Yeah, I just I just wanted to know if what it was like for you when you started getting to work with Jed and, like, he's kind of got that spotlight of, of the hype that probably a lot more than a lot of other guys do. And I just wanted to know, like, how that kind of changed your perspective on how you, how you're, how you worked with riders and, excuse me, and that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's difficult, right, because... You know, I've been legit since he came to America, so it was before the limelight and all the, okay, you know, the hype and all the I means and all this stuff. You know, he's, he's still just an amateur, and uh, he just turned 15 when he, he came to the States. So it was, I mean, not like I just jumped into him, 
like winning the title. It's obviously, I got like th- th- that would be a little more of like a like a, oh wow thing. But like it's just you, you kind of seen the progression of him and then myself too. The progression of myself being better as a mechanic definitely has been kind of cool. So we have a couple of our live chat listeners with questions. Um, Hal Simpson has a couple of them. I'll I'll have his and then, but before we get to his, um, State Farm Jake wants to know um, what was the team's thought process on keeping Jet's championship bike dirty? The thought process. I don't know. Like, like, I guess did they not clean it and they just put it up for display dirty? Yeah, kind of. You know, we just kind of let it be as it was when it came off the track. And then, me too. And then after it's kind of done, then kind of had you know shows or this or that then you know i'll tear it down and you know, clean it all up and make it look like a show bike oh that's cool right. and then um so uh on a, a personal note a personal question i guess you'd say digital or the mechanical torque wrenches and does the team require you to use digital or mechanical clicking torque wrenches i like the mechanical clicking yeah because the digital it varies you know you hit the you know, you got your lights and the vibrate yep. and all this and that, but you never get a firm feel for it. Right. So it's, it's a, you know, people preset their torques and all this and that. That's cool, whatever. But I just still a firm believer in the solid click. Uh, I, I'm a digital as a, guy. As a team wise, I mean, the team doesn't, doesn't, you know, mandate to be digital or click. That's still us mechanical, like our mechanic preference, but still, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in mechanic or the mechanical click type. And they've got one more. The um, do, does the, a team like do y'all practice like doing an engine swap, like before the like deer, the during the off season or whatever? Does the team go okay? Everybody get together. We're gonna fire pr- drill, fire drill, and engine swap. Um, sometimes we do just like we kind of step into that situation. You yeah. know, say there's like uh, you know, a practice bike. We got to just you know do do an engine on either at the track, you know, like I like can do in testing yeah. in off season and stuff. You have to do engine swap at the track. If you're trying different cranks or trying this and that, you know, trying different bits and it's easier to swap an engine. Yeah. But mainly, you know, you, you want to try to figure it out on a new, on a new chassis model. Yeah. I get what you're saying. You know, that's the, the that's the biggest part, but I mean, we build these bikes, you know, 30 something times a year. Plus that. Right. So by the time we go racing, we're pretty well aware of what needs to happen. But on a, on a new chassis is the biggest thing to, you know, to, to practice on. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, you, that makes sense. But, Do you I, mean, have- I mean, yeah, throughout the year, I mean, one, we don't have a whole lot of time to practice that. I mean, but at the same time, we don't really... You know, we, we do it so much, we, we kind of already have a good process going. Yeah. So... It goes both ways. Do you have any tricks for getting the air boot on? I fucking hate putting the air boot on. <laughs> Just loosen it up and give her a good push. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they they pull the whole subframe. I know. Yeah, we, just do, we just do the whole subframe. Yeah, you just pull the whole subframe. So when right. you go to put it on, you just you it, pop it on you to, and then you, bolt the when subframe. When you go to put it on, put a little squirt of contact cleaner around the rubber. It'll slide right on. <laughs> All right. I'll try that next time. I, I have cussed at motorcycles more. I also have a couple carbureted bikes. So, But, but no, he, I, hold but, on. I got here today, oh, and he's complaining up. about this skid plate that he got for free. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with the skid plate? It's just impossible to get on. And I'm like, let me go look. And then like, he's like, you can do this. And, and, 
in like two seconds. To mute your mic. Two seconds. It's like here, and I just I didn't even tighten the bolt up. I go, you tighten it up, and I walked away. I just didn't want to put it on, Christian. Man, I, I, man, I hate getting free shit, and you know, just not being good enough to put it on. Right? <laughs> uh, he's not wrong. I struggled with it for a while, and yeah, whatever. Shut up, TJ. Oh, man, but there's there's many stuff we gotta get that you're like, oh man, this is a cool little factory part, and you're like, oh man, I gotta do a couple of things to yeah. it to make it fit. Right? Yeah, like I love getting the works connection whole shot device. I'm like, man, that's a lot of work. Got to pull the damn fork guard. Got to pull the fork. Got to drill all these holes. Come on, man. Why can't it be pre-drilled? Because that made life too easy. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and then this is the last one that we have questions from listeners. Muppet wants to know, is Jet like a mechanical-minded person or just a rider? You're going to throw him under the bus, aren't you? I'm going to say he's just a rider. No, he's, he, he's getting more uh, aware of what's going on. Yeah. I mean, shit, when he first turned pro, he could you know wouldn't know what will happen. As long as it's better, he's happy. Yeah. But, you know, now he's kind of. You know, he's getting a lot better for his feel. You know, the older he's getting and the more experience he's getting. Yeah. He's becoming a better tester as well. But it's still, I mean, even if there's the slightest issue with the bike or this or that, it's not handling the best, he's just going to try to make it work anyway. He's not going to, you know, even, you know, it's gonna, you know, freak out about it. He'll just be like, ah, I kind of did this, but, you know, I, I just made it work. I just adapted I so kind of like that, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some guys that are super critical of every little thing. Like, we'll take Chad Reed, for instance. We Everybody knows his history. I kind of oh, like yeah. that Jet's just like, yeah, man, I made it work. That's that's a racer, dude. That, that's, I love that. Well, I mean, like, look at Indiana Supercross this year in the heat race. You know, fell on the first first turn. The right side of the bars, the, the bars were completely bent. The front wheel was all tweaked, you know, oh, yeah. out of line. But the right side of the bar hit so hard that, you know, it, it just it bent down and back so much. It was almost like riding a Harley. And, <laughs> I mean, you saw what he did. He ran through and rode his ass off and he made it work. You know, he didn't didn't come in, go, oh, I'll just go to LCQ. My bars are bent. You know, just uh, I, I have to go and finish. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, and seeing Indy, you know, how gnarly that track is with ruts and this and that, like, you know, how badass it was to actually, you know, override that was on the equipment that, he had for the moment, you know. Yeah, that 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 says a lot about him. I like it, Scotty. Yeah, so you know, kind of going off of that a little bit. Um, what since you've been with him for so long, what do you like about Jet's program? And if there is any, is there anything that you would maybe change about his program? Uh, like as far as like training and writing and all just, that kind of stuff. I mean, just kind of just. Big general, just kind of any anything at all. It doesn't have to be specific. I think the best thing about this program is uh, his dad calls him out on all his shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, no, you're just being lazy. Like, shit, all right. <laughs> or you know, I mean, but there's no slack of work. You know, it's it's you know, you need to do this much if you want to be if you want to be successful and win. You know, like it's it's not really like up for debate. Yeah, you know? and it, it doesn't really debate it. Like you know, obviously it's been it's been working. So you know, the the writing and the you know fitness inside it's 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 all it's all there. Yeah, that's good parenting. Any slack of it. That's good parenting that they're not like, oh, he's a superstar. You know, no, you're still my kid. I'm gonna tell you how it is. Well, I mean, and you know, a a kid being 19 and with you know all this media pressure on him and you know all this and that, all the eyes on him, you know, to be able to mentally and physically handle it, you know, to 
prove, put in the work to, you know, to, to back up your hype. Yeah, my you know? kid would be an a-hole if he had that much fame. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, at, at least you're honest about you're it. Right. Yeah. So, Christian, back to you and just what you do day to day. And and for those that haven't read, you know, we like I said, I did an article with you, nuts and bolts. But like, what's the best part of your job being on the road with your buddy Cameron? Uh, you know, what what's your favorite part of the weekend? Cause I know it isn't setting up and tearing down the tents, but there's got there's a lot of fun that is had during the weekend. Yeah, that, that's uh, the setting up and tearing down the tents is is let's lower my list of fun things to do. <laughs> right, um, but. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously the the best part of the weekend can be if you, you know, have a good weekend and either your rider or someone on the team wins. That's obviously the ultimate goal, right? Yep. Is to, to go to these races and win and then do good and have good results. Um, the second best is just, you know, you just us as a team, you know, you know, we you know, have dinners, you know, go explore the town a little bit. When one of the nights just, you know, you're in a different city. Let's go, you know, see what's, what's around some cool places and, you know, just exploring. You're always traveling. So, you know, why, you know, sit in your hotel room if, you know, obviously the night's needed, you know, you get your sleep and your rest, you know, be stupid. But, you know, if you have, if you have a, if you have a night to, you know, go, go look around and explore a little bit, that's, you know, that's always, it's always on the list of things to do. Yeah. Speaking of getting your rest, one of you two told me a story for the article about when maybe a night you guys didn't get your rest. And uh, that was, there was a little recovery going on the next day during setup of the tent. So it was kind of miserable. I think it was for, I think it was you. It was me. Yeah. It was both of us, but I had the, had the worst end of the stick. Drink a little uh, bit too much the night before. Yeah. just a little bit. That's, you know, <laughs> Some of the stupid lessons you learn. Yeah, yeah. So, do you, what? And, what round was this? What? What st- uh, track? Uh, Thunder Valley last so, year. So hot as all get out, and you're up in elevation, and you're hungover, and you're miserable. Yep, all that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All that. Yeah. And that was. It was like a guys like one round. Sorry, <laughs> fucked up last night. My bad. <laughs> I'm better than this. Yeah, yeah. Jet, Jet's dad needs to call you out on your. <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> no, that's yeah, good. Look, look at you. I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, at least you came to work. You still got your job done. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, you know, that's not race day, but still, yeah, know, it's yeah. Not the best image to have. Sure. So you learn. You learn quick. You're like, okay, don't be that dumb. <laughs> They didn't get you to drink out of the boot, did they? Huh? You, you didn't. You didn't have to take a drink out of the boot, did you? At any point? Uh, no, I, I did not do a shoey. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Oh, nope. ugh. Ugh. Yeah, no, that was a question. Yeah, that, was, that was my oh, comment. Very, very in-depth com- in question. question there, Scotty. Um, it's called going along with what the interview process is. I hear you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christian. So, I guess my last question, really, with. With the position you're in, all you mechanics get bombarded at the end of the night. Kids run up to the pits wanting stuff. When you have a team, actually, I have two more questions. But anyway, when you have a team like Factory Honda with so so much talent, uh, obviously Ken Roxon was there, Chase Sexton, uh, the Lawrence brothers. Kids got to be the people wanting stuff has to be unreal. Like, what's the worst story you have of somebody trying to get something of Jets? From you, uh, uh, the worst story is this one kid. Uh, 
you know, the, the, there was this little kid, you know, sitting there and, you know, it just being polite, not yelling, not doing this, not giving him something. And then when he walked away, you know, the kid is, man, this kid could have been more than five or six. And then this older kid just, <laughs> was trying to pummel him for it. You know, like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, that, that's not cool. Wow. And then it's like, like that kind of stuff's like, you know, it, it always, always bums you out. Like, come on, man. Really? Yeah. Like over, over Fort Yard. Jeez. <laughs> and then, uh, but I always, like, when it comes to like, you know, at the end of the night, obviously you always got, give me, give me, give me, I want this, I want that. So when I always do trivia, yeah. I started doing this thing, I think it was last year or beginning of this year, I started doing trivia. So I take everything off and ask trivia questions about the day or about Jet or this or that. And I'm Jet's biggest fan. I ask my trivia question and they don't, they can't answer it. And you're like, all right, well, <laughs> okay. maybe do some homework. <laughs> what country is he from? <laughs> but I always give it, I just, you know, do trivia questions and then, you know, if I, you know, if I see like a little kid somewhere that's been like in the back being quiet and doesn't have anything, no, we'll try to give them something. But like, it's always a, like when you just sit there and try to pick people, man, it's like a, it's like a more of a pressure thing. So if you ask some questions, you know, and they get a question, right. You're like, all right, here you go. Yeah, I dig that. That's a, that's a good idea, man. You know, just cause kids are definitely, they're expecting like they, they, they think you owe them that plastic. So I like your, I like your take on it. Um, yeah. Last question. You got a new teammate. Coming in with Colt Nichols. Uh, what do you think about Colt? Do you know him very well? I don't know him a lot. Okay. I know that we raced him uh, in Supercross in 2021. Um, you know, him and Jed had a lot of cool battles, but he was always a super, super great guy to race against. You know, he was never, you know, never really sour about much and always raced clean. So I don't really have anything. Any, any, I don't have any bad thoughts on him. Yeah, I think it's going to be good for the team. Colt's a really cool guy great attitude and super talented. I think uh, it was a real disappointment that he was kind of looking like he was going into this year without any support. So things worked out for him. Uh, you know, maybe not so much for Kenny, but I'm sure Kenny will figure it out. But I, I think it's a good fit. I think Colt's going to be really good for the team. And I know that's the 450 side, but still it's all Honda HRC. So I think it's going to be good. Oh. oh yeah. We're all one team here. Yeah. Uh, sure. Well, Christian, man, it's been great talking to you and uh, really enjoyed visiting with you a little bit at Motocross of Nations and appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll holler back maybe once the season starts and we get into it and see how things are going. Perfect. Sounds good. All right, Christian, be safe and talk to you soon. All right. See you guys. See That's Christian Ducharme, factory mechanic for Jet Lawrence. What do you guys think? Good show? Yeah. Decent show? Yeah, it was cool. Did, um... No. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Did Nichols sign for Outdoors and Soupy? Mm-hmm. So I bet that they're going to leave Jet on the 250 for Outdoors? Um, no, I think he's I think he's 450 Outdoors. I wonder, because I'm wondering if that Super Motocross stuff changes stuff like that. I think his deal is kind of already set. That's, you know, just realize your mic's a little low tonight. But no, I think, I think Jet is 450 Outdoors no matter what. I yeah. think that was part of the deal. That's what they wanted. What are you guys still over there giggling about? Like, I'm missing out on the chat, man. You got to have the chat going. No, do not. I I don't. I cannot. I need to pay attention to the show. It's hard enough to do this as it is. Um, okay. Well, that was pretty much all of our guests. So, do you guys want to talk about anything else? Do you want to call it a night? We haven't really done much other than guest stuff. So, and we hadn't talked about straight rhythm, which was awesome. So, you do want to talk about? Well, I mean, TJ, you're usually ready to get out of here. I'm ready to go because you're cold and tired. And I'm cold. I'm not tired. I'm good. I'm about to take my shirt off. So he's I lo- I like cold, my he's wearing t-shirt. a oh, freaking parka. Because I just looked down at my Hellfire t-shirt. 
The giveaways that we talked about two weeks ago, I haven't sent those out yet, guys. I am sorry. I still have the Hellfire album sitting over here, and I have some Grill Your Ass Off to send out. It will get done. Just bear with me. It's free shit. You'll get it. It's my fault, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's because Scotty was late today. <laughs> Damn it, Scotty. Who <laughs> wasn't even late? <laughs> you um, were. That's right. not late. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. You were not late for the show, but you said, I'll be there by six. I know. Six I was driving, and I was like, damn, I got stuck in the stuck at a couple of lights longer than I thought, and I was like, I'm going to be there like 6.01, and uh, before I even, well, I was getting out of the truck, and it's 6.01. <laughs> it's 6.01. Like, I'm in Scotty the driveway. Muppet says Scotty looks like a BMW driver. Did yeah, you ask someone's... Hal's question? Because you said there was like three of Hal. Yeah, he did. did. He asked oh, Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, Red Bull Straight Rhythm this past weekend. I'll start with this. The, it's I enjoy watching it, but I think it is my least favorite of all the events. But like in our group text, TJ, everybody thinks it's like their favorite. So it's kind of interesting how different I see it. Like it's it's not that it's not cool. It's just not as cool as like a supercross race to me. I think it kind of gets repetitive. I think you'd if you did it a bunch, you would. If and I did it a bunch? No, like, no if, if they did it a bunch, like if oh. you watched it a bunch, it would it could get repetitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, if it was yeah, week yeah, sure, in, week sure. out. Um, but... I think them having like it's the, the brackets are small enough to where like the night goes by quickly to watch it, but they're broad enough that some wild card people it's not just the you know four or five people. So yeah, and I love the fact that just about every race except for um, except for someone crashes or makes a really big mistake is like almost wheel to wheel at the finish line. And that yeah, to like me, the Justin Hill, uh, Hanny race. Yeah, yeah, those were dude, good. That was fantastic. Like there were some good moments. And yeah. the, the bar show web races were good. too. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely. And that, that scrub that we talked about it from Kenny, my God, that was unreal. I, there was definitely cool things. I just kind of like, it's just so repetitive because there are no tor- turns, you know, there I almost said torrents. Torrents. Torns. They do twenty something laps. The only reason why you don't feel like but supercross we, I, I want is some block passes and well, some. The only reason why you don't feel like supercross is repetitive. Marsha tried. Is, <laughs> he got as close <laughs> as he could. Is because of the. Um, is because there's so many riders out there, and yeah. the camera bounces from rider Maybe. to rider. Because when they just stick it on one rider, watch you know doing his like his last two or three laps, or even if it's a battle of two guys, everybody's like, "Oh my god, jump around, go see." Yeah, some. I want to see the battle. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah I want to see some passing. And- it is crazy to me how something without turns can have that much like augulation between the between the guys. Like what was great that word? track. Augulation? Like difference? Different time difference? Sorry. Uh, that might be a real word. I just never what, have heard it. What was the word? Augulation? Augulation means that it doesn't go like this. It oh, goes like this. I'm writing that down. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I'll learn a new word. But you I mean, hope, You mean to Google it right no, now? I don't I think it was properly used. I it was hope, close. I hope no. it's not even the right word so that we can make fun of him. But we'll Hold say on. that I'm going to look it up right now. I'll make fun of myself. <laughs> augulation? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, he's it's a, right. It's, it's in... Hey, they use it in golf a lot because it talks about the ovulation uh, of a green. But that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. As I said, it's a it misuse. Yeah, it doesn't of a matter. Word. But, um, but you thought you you like the event. I, like I love you it. want to go next year. Absolutely. You think it'd be better live than on TV? Because I feel like it'd be worse. No, I think it'd be just as good. Okay. I didn't. Know, so I noticed something kind of funny. It was like, and I was put. I put myself like being there and like having like spent all this money to be there, and like I did notice that like. 
they would after the guys would finish, they'd pan to the stands, and then they, they'd be standing up and they'd be sitting down. And then the next guy would come, and then one person would stand up. They'd all stand up and they'd sit back down. I feel like if I was there, I'd be like, just stop. just sit down. Sit down. That would be me. <laughs> hey, I will say this though. And, you don't and, have to stand up to see. And you brought up a good point. I think I don't want to go unless I can get, like, media passes. Yeah, and it sounds like like even Randy Richardson last night said he couldn't get any. He was there, but he yeah. couldn't get into the pits. Yeah. I, yeah so, that was a, they, he said the fire marshal shut that down. Yeah. I that, that, that would probably change it. If you're just uh, Joe Blow in the stands, I think the TV would be better. Okay. Yeah, I think for the most part that's – the way it is, really. If, that, if that's I, how it I, is, then I'm out. Yeah, it was very hard to get passes. Yeah, I mean, like, we could have got them for Vital. Yeah. But, I mean, they did. Michael and, and uh, Dylan were there. Right. But, yeah, it was very, very limited access to the to the pits. But, I mean, there was other areas along the boardwalk where, like, you saw the people at the end when they were doing the interviews. But I don't, I don't I wouldn't want to sit at the end where the, where the interviews were being done because you can't see anything. So, I just think that that's the other thing about that event we talked about. It's kind of like a... Maybe not a drag race, but you only get to see, like, they go by. Yeah, the drag you can't, race. You can't, well, yeah. but the drag race, the reason I changed what I was saying, in a drag race, the, the stands are only, like, at the beginning. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're but you, basically, you can't see the whole thing very well, I think, live. I was, yeah. Maybe you can. I wasn't there. Maybe you could tell what was going on. There were people standing on. I don't feel like they could see past that tabletop, like, honestly. That there tabletop yeah, yeah, that yeah. had that wooden, right. the yeah. wooden roof on it's it. It's huge. There were people standing next to on that, like some. I doubt they were just normal spectators. I'm sure it was people with, with credentials. Credentials, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Any anything else on Red Bull? Um, I did not. It was cool at the ex- beach. I, guess. I did not expect Mars Mar, uh, Mar, 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 Marvin Muskan to. I I'd, continue I'd, his undefeated streak. Well, yeah, I didn't. I I never thought that he couldn't have won. I, it's not that. I just didn't think that he would sweep Roxon at the end. The way, the way Roxon was riding that day, I think that the rain. I don't think he does if it doesn't rain. Right. I don't think he does. Yeah, because we were. He watch- might have still won, but I don't think he yeah. would have swept. We were watching it. My wife and I were watching it because that's who I was hanging. Yeah, out. Roxon slid out bad on the first one, and even she was like, "Oh my god, we like." Making making references to some riders that we know need to learn to scrub better. Oh, that was yeah, that's a good point. But go ahead. Well, just there were some I don't like maybe AJ or somebody that I think was somebody was racing like Kenny and, and not scrubbing, not scrubbing. He was like, dude, there's an, I, in my mind you have the ability to scrub. Why are you not scrubbing? Because it's clearly massive, massive difference. Massive, and that's what she was saying. She was like, yeah, it wasn't AJ. I can't remember who it was. Some I of, think. Some of the amateur or, or the young pro guys, they could really learn from watching that. Yeah, how important it is. How I, important it is. I think with the way you landed before that tabletop and the way it was, depending on what side you were on, I think it was hard for them to really tell how much their scrub was going to stop. Because you didn't want to scrub it and then come up shorter as you were you would die. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of why, and like that's why the only guys that were really, really throwing it were like Roxanne, Barsha, guys that are known for doing that. Right. That's a good point. So, and then, and then we had, uh, oh my Hanny. God, timestamp that. TJ just said I had a good point. Hanny had a, um, <laughs> cut that out. I <laughs> uh, kept doing that quad or triple or whatever yeah. it was, and it was slower. And it's like, did nobody tell him? He's, well, he, that's that's his thing though. Like pros, I mean, like yeah. he's the quad guy. But like. it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. Like he was there trying. He said he wanted to win, and yet he's. I doing still think it was a slower close. line. I, I think it was. Still it was close. noticeably slow. He would be behind somebody and then be tied with them after that. You you lose like you don't gain acceleration in. And then the it ended up costing him because he Prove messed it. it up. Yeah, exactly. It, it was not worth it. I thought. I thought. Uh, 
Derek Kelly did good for being as yeah. big as yeah. he is on a 125. Right. There, there's, this is sort of different. But often, yeah. So I was watching the weed show post-race stuff. Yeah. And he's walking through the pits, and he walks up to Dylan Kelly, Derek's brother. And he, I could say he high-fived him, but he didn't say good. He's just like, hey, how was your night or whatever, like. I texted Weeds right afterwards. Like, you didn't know if that was Derek or Dylan, did you? Because they look almost the same. <laughs> and he's like, nope, wasn't sure. That's why I didn't ask any writing questions. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can tell you. Was his brother me. like mechanicing for him or something? Uh, he was, he's filming for us, for oh, Vital. So you. he was there for that. But he was at Derek's pit or whatever. And they look very, very similar if you don't know him well. Right. So yeah, it was funny. So I could tell he right was, away that he didn't know. He was filming for us. For us. Yeah, <laughs> he was filming for us. <laughs> Dark side's gonna turn into a chode. <laughs> I, I work for Vital. I'm sorry. I work for, for, for Vital. <laughs> it sounds like how you talk all the time. Hey, I gotta get one back. Right? I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. I was a little All right, we gotta end on that one. I'm hungry again. Something to eat. And I want to go ride. You're gonna go That's night riding? I'd like to. I, I haven't. I didn't do any motos today. So, but <laughs> on your on your mountain bike or something? No, I want to go ride dirt bikes. Oh, I'm just talking because I want to ride. I've been trying to ride. Couple times a week. Yeah, it's no light. It's only thirty-eight degrees outside. Go for uh, it. The weather's fine. Oh, I gotta start my trip. Lots and lots <laughs> of work to do tonight, though. Okay, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks to a Cherubies USA Race Tech Fly Racing X Brand Goggles Works Connection Torque One Racing R Jerky Firm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID Shock Socks Williams Moto Works Extreme Colors Blood Lubricants Power Band Racing True Fusion Sports Grill Your Ass Off All part of the Moto X Pod Show Episode Two Forty Seven. Thanks to Joey Crown, Christian Ducharme, and Garrett Marchbanks. I'm trying to think. We're still doing the one-on, one-off thing? Or are we going to do a show next week? Um, that's what I'm thinking. We're, see, uh, I don't fly back till Monday from GNCC. <laughs> but the week there. after, no, the week after I'm headed, I'm leaving Tuesday for Vets. So let's try to do a show next week because the week after I'm on the road. And I don't think I'll be back the week after that either because I don't think I get back till Tuesday night. So then I'll be back whenever... You do the show after vets. So I don't think we're doing one that week. That's what I'm saying. We might. Okay, so my schedule. after vets, I'm saying if that's true, then I'll be here. I don't know if I'm going to go to Pulp after that for the Mm -hmm. Metals Up show. Because once I beat Steve, he probably won't let me come in studio. So it just depends on when I come back. Because I may stay an extra day to go do Pulp. I really hope Steve wins. Do you really? You're like the only person I've ever heard say that. I was on your side, but you've been getting a little. You're getting a little. A little cocky with it. <laughs> I'm just talking <laughs> shit, man. I'm trying to give it back to him. And he's trying to like, oh, he's I don't care like what I finish. I'm just racing myself. Yeah, I'm, ra- I'm just racing myself. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not you're racing not, yourself. Because <laughs> I'm going to take your front wheel out. He's telling you, he's saying that because he's... You're going to GoPro it, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll probably have my GoPro on. I don't see why not. Have one front one and backwards. No. Now put it on backwards whenever you go down to the line and be like, hey, I wanted to get some video of you riding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so you didn't yeah, listen you, last no, night. Yeah, you said something like he's that. He's talking about his big surprise that he's got. His factory suspension. No. He hasn't talked about what his big surprise is yet. It's embargoed. You so know what it is? I do know what it is. But I was like, I said it's not... I, I guess maybe I'll see it from behind once you're, I take off or what. I can't remember exactly yeah, how. Yeah, you have to like you have to look back to see it or yeah, something. Yeah, so I guess like that. I'll have to. I said I think I, think I might have said like yeah. maybe I'll have my GoPro on backwards so I can see what it what, what it is once I go past take off on you or something like that. And yeah, he's just he's not taking the bait. Racing myself. <laughs> anyway, that sounds like you. So I think we'll do a show next week Tuesday night. So we'll okay. do a sh- short show next Tuesday night before I leave uh, for Tampa. Cool. So all right, that's it. We're out.